Hello, welcome back to Quarks and Controllers. It's us again, Victor. And Victor. And uh, yeah, here's hoping you guys have been enjoying the last two uh, recordings that we did the last first two episodes because I did a lot of changes. We probably look slightly different, slightly better, better haircut. Um, to be decided on this end over here. <laughs> and uh, and for, for one of our big changes, we, we're, we're now being produced by the lovely Nicole Gray over there. Yes, the best producer the world could ask for. You also said hi. You got Hello. a microphone. <laughs> um, hi. She's gonna be keeping the she's gonna be keeping the show on track and uh, making making any leave me any editor's notes that that go right here. Yeah, she already, she already has a few paragraphs there. Nicole, don't tell me to write that. Take that <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, so no, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, keep the feedback coming, you guys. You know, yes. you can. Email us directly at podcast at speedy.net. Uh, you can also follow various social medias. It's all just Quarks and Controllers. I tried my very best. That is, no matter what social media platform you're on, it's Quarks and Controllers. Yes. So. And we have the coolest little picture as the profile picture for all the social medias, right? That's right. It's a little 8-bit vineyard. Do you know what we should do? We should get like a little printout of that and put uh -huh. it up on the wall. Ooh. Not like a super big printout, but just like a little one to be like, that is our show. The the guy I found on the internet, the Fiverr website, uh, I'm not sure he gave me a big enough file, so maybe I'll have to bully him into giving me another one. And then, I don't know, maybe he'll just charge me. <laughs> well, yeah, or we could offer him some uh, sage advice on the world of video games and wine and hopefully, you know, get it that way. Whoa. It's like, um, oh, man, I'm forgetting about it. Damn it, was it a show or movie where like they were trying to pay for something with dancing? It wasn't oh, dirty man. dancing? <sighs> maybe, no, it was, maybe it was like a family guy skit or something. I don't know what it was. Anyways. Yeah, I can't dance my way away, but I can definitely whine my way away. Whoa, speaking of whine, uh, this time we're going to open one on camera because we're celebrating our, our, our brand new show, our show officially launched. It's going to come out every Friday for the video version. The, the audio version... Uh, you know, I got a day job. <laughs> sometimes it's on Friday. Sometimes it might be a little bit late because it's additional editing, baby boy. But uh, no matter what, we're celebrating today. Victor, tell, tell us what we're celebrating. With. Uh, yes, so this is out of my personal little collection. So this is uh, from a winery named Kohler down in Santa Barbara County, specifically out of, uh, ooh, I feel like I'm cheating, Los Olivos. So this little wine is a Riesling. So Riesling is like, okay, I'm biased. I fucking love Riesling. Riesling and I Hot Cheetos, Riesling and Tacos, Riesling and Ramen, Riesling and Meatloaf. I mean, I could... So... Within our first 100 episodes, it's going to be well established. Yes. If, if it wasn't already established when I told you guys to buy a case of Riesling and age it, this will be the solidifying one. So I bought this wine, ooh, maybe a couple years ago now, I think. Mm -hmm. So first thing about this wine, it's a screw cap. Yes, you can age screw cap wines. <laughs> And they age gloriously well. Get off the internet, Victor. Screw caps. I know. It's like the first time I took one of these to a fancy dinner party, they're like, what are you doing with the screw cap? And I'm like, what do you know about screw caps? And they're like, well, they're cheap. And I'm like, uh, no, they're not. They are not. So little geekery on this. Screw caps actually are nice because they control better the rate that oxygen goes into the bottle. But also you don't have to deal with this nasty little thing called TCA that only happens on corks. That's what makes a wine smell like wet dog, cardboard. <laughs> but anywho, enough of the technical stuff. 
So this wine is phenomenal. And my favorite part is if you go visit the winery and you catch them on a good day, you can get this at a pretty good discount. I think retail price is 35 bucks, but I was able to pick up a case at like $10 a bottle. Oh my God. So if you're there on a good day, you can just buy the entire case. So if you wanted to invest about 130 bucks on a case so you could, uh, what was that video game you were telling us about last week? Rogue Legacy? Was it that one? That I was like, yeah, buy a case of Riesling and Age of War. Oh, that was Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. So there you go. So when you want to drink something with Legend of Zelda, do this. So this is a 2017. So it has a little bit of bottle age, not nowhere near as old as it could be. Can I open it now? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Listen I... to the satisfying crack. Oh, here we go. Ooh. It's a good one. It's not as romantic as a, ooh, my God, smell that. Ooh. It's not as romantic as a cork, but it definitely gives like that little... um pizzazzy kind of thing going on so what i will also say is i absolutely adore these harry potter glasses yeah i, I brought them out for the show we got we got harry with his little scar and his glasses i see oh, deathly hallows right here don't endorse harry potter don't not unless you want to get canceled on your third episode oh um i mean what whoa an empty side check mm. that out yeah it's like magic Unlicensed it has just material. disappeared there we go. all right so there's for you my good sir oh Wow. And then You're for... You're following the Japanese rule. Never, never pour for yourself. No. Miss Nicole? Oh, sorry. I have to make you stand up. Sorry, producer. Okay. All righty. And then... Uh, no, don't pour for yourself. Oh, yes, don't yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sensei. Here. Enjoy your wine in your uh, unlicensed glass. I know, right? Thank you, Sensei. You know, I always feel like I struggle with these Japanese terms because I can never, like, tell the difference between, like, oh, my God. So there is sensei, no, sensei, senpai, and hentai. I can never, like, figure out which one is the right one to use. So do you have any sage advice here? <laughs> Wait, do you know what hentai means? No. Well, isn't one of them, like, teacher or master or something <laughs> <No>. like that? <laughs> no. Senpai. So then what's a sensei? Sensei is like, okay, senpai is like, I'm pretty sure, just someone who's older than you, like someone of respect, authority. Uh, sensei so is teacher. Hentai is pervert. Oh, what? It's, it's pervert. Pervert. Oh. So, pervert, Victor. Let's not use oh, the H so, word then. You're so innocent. You're so precious. I will not be precious the longer the, this show goes this on. This show's going to corrupt you. Oh my god, this is a short for sure. <laughs> well, two senpais and senseis around the world that, yeah. that don't indulge in the... <laughs> to all the hentais. <laughs> so, what Ooh. do you think? And it hit me a little bit with the, with the slightest acidity, because like, I was just being just like, in my slight naivete... For, I completely forgot. Not all reasons are like like semi sweet or completely sweet. So I was just like, this is going to be so yummy. I was like, ooh, actually, yes, it's like it's zesty, nice and zesty and juicy. Exactly. So what I like about this riesling, and the reason why I was parading about this last episode of the episode before that, is that these wines are just so imminently refreshing. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part is they're not expensive. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you got like, Let's say you're going to dedicate a Saturday to just gaming, right? You want to wake up at 10 a.m. You want to, you know, order some takeout, and mm -hmm. you just want to be in front of that screen the whole day. I can assure you, after you've had, like, your, I don't know, fourth glass of very oaky, buttery Chardonnay, you're going to vomit in the bathroom. 
because your tongue can only take so much of that oily, buttery, like melted ice cream texture before it's like, give me some acid kind right. of thing, you know. Now, if you do Riesling, what's nice about it is it's, not, it's never palate fatiguing. So it's this like just lovely, juicy, refreshing, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you can eat hot Cheetos. You can then follow it up with, you know, chicken wings. Then you can have a cheeseburger. Then you can have like regular laced potato chips. Hell, if you want to go chicken nuggets, you can do that too. And it pairs with everything. There you go. Just keep it in a little ice bucket and this thing will go as long as you want to go. There you go. Now, um, I, I always want to ask this because I know, I know it's a silly question. And I feel like the answer goes either way, depending on who you're talking to. But I'm talking to the Lord Master Senpai. <laughs> I just think of hentai now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, like, he said senpai, not hentai. That means that's the right one to use. Uh, uh, now, I, I, I might be thinking of uh, spirits, actually. But, like, but you know, like, those somewhat phony, like, tasting techniques where people are just, like, uh, when, when as you're sipping, like, take a whole bunch of oxygen. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, yes. Like stuff like, is, that, is that stuff real? I'm sure it does something. It depends. But if it adds, that's a whole other question. I would say it takes away more than it adds. Really? Because especially with people that don't know a lot about wine, if you're focusing too much on inhaling oxygen, (laughs) chances are you're going to choke on it. It's going to taste harsh. The alcohol is going to evaporate in your mouth. You're not going to want to do that ever again. Honestly, I think the best thing to do, and this is what I do at home, all I just do is take a quick sniff. And then take a little sip, and that's it. There's no bubbling, no, you know, gargling. Do you do the, the tongue swirly gargling? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I, so if I was in a professional setting, I still wouldn't do that. Oh, really? Just because I, I loathe the sound that it makes. <laughs> it, is so, it is so uncomfortable the to listen to. sounds are very hentai. <laughs> oh, is there a worse word for that in Japanese? Because, I mean, it just, it, it like, <laughs> makes the hair on the back of my neck just stand up. Because in between, if you ever go to a professional tasting, these things are wild. Uh-huh. So you have all that gargling. You have all that, you know, like, inhaling the air. And then you have the just vile, repulsive sound of spit hitting buckets. Because at professional tastings, they don't drink all the wine. Obviously, you know, you have four glasses of wine. You're sloshed at the tasting. You can't taste anything, you know, anymore. Yeah. Um, so you have to spit out the wine. Now, at restaurants or, you know, tasting rooms, they usually give you, like, a little bucket, and you can just, you know, like, discreetly, you know, just spit it out. Right. At these professional walk-around tastings, there's communal buckets. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like an art to see how far can you stand and make all that wine in your mouth leave your mouth at the same time and land in there. Dude, I get so embarrassed at that fucking stuff because at our mutual, our old mutual job, uh, even when we're doing, like, privately, like, three employees... I'm still, like, taking the entire bucket and hovering my entire face over it because, like, I don't know, I got a dumb mouth and it kind of just dribbles a little bit. Uh, no, and I'm that, like, I don't want to do that in front of anybody. And, and I have to look, oh, sorry, and, like, get, in, like, a napkin or a hanky. And be like, Ooh. No, it happens to everyone. So even myself at that place, what I would always do is grab the bucket and hold it at an angle so that when the wine leaves my mouth, it doesn't even splash. I right. hate that sound so much. So, so much. Oh, my God. It just... You're tasting these beautiful, magnificent wines, and you just hear the... It's almost like if you walk into... I'm sorry, Nicole, I'm about to say this. It's when you walk into a guy's restroom at 2 in the morning at a bar, and you just hear the tinkle of the piss going into the toilet, and it's just, you know, like a stream. That's what it sounds like. I'm sorry, Nicole, I really did not want you to hear that. I can, you know, I'm an adult. I know what happens in men's bathrooms. I'm so sorry. That's the that's like the least offensive thing that can happen in a men's restroom, though. Uh, yeah, that that's probably true. That is probably true. 
But anywho, so yeah, delicious, refreshing, easy drinking little white wine. I think that's just perfect, you know, affordable, easy to drink, pairs really well with food, and I think it tastes damn good. What do you think? I think it's fantastic. Who, who, who's like, where would you mostly find this in this store? Ooh, so Kohler, you can find them. So what I love and hate about them is that they are a largish winery. Now, when I say largish, I mean, you're talking, you know, a couple acres, you know, on the property. Now, to buy their wine, I prefer to go to the winery itself. Right. I mean, because you're going through these rolling hills of Santa Barbara, you know, driving into Los Olivos or over Los Olivos, however it may be. Uh-huh. Um, and the property is just stunning. It's like the wine just right. tastes better. They make a whole bunch of other delicious wines. I'll put it this way. Who can I be rude to? Who can you be At Kohler? Yeah. Nobody. No, the, the re- if there's a retail that sells it. Oh, who could you be rude to? Hmm. Here in our local area in Central California, Bevmo. Okay, there we go. Bevmo, give me money. Okay, there. So with Bevmo. That was my whole bit. Yeah, so <laughs> Bevmo, they're not going to have the 17. I think they might be on like the 2021 vintage, maybe 2022. Um, but yeah, and I think Bevmo sells it at like close to 22, 24 bucks. Nah, who cares? Exactly. Let's exactly. stop talking about Bevmo. Yeah, enough. Until someone, until I, until I see zeros hitting my my bank account, I'm not going to talk about it anyway. From GoPuff. Zero point zero dollars. Anyways, uh, yeah. Should we get into the show? I was just going to ask you one more thing, actually, on the Bevmo thing. Not so much Bevmo, but GoPuff. What are your thoughts about them? Because oh I hear they're like a tech company of sort, but not really. Is that true? Yeah, they're another startup who's just like everyone loves convenience because like. Relatively at the same time when uh, GoPuff realized that no one, like DoorDash, Uber, like no one was going to convenience stores, they were just going to restaurants. It's like, well, people love convenience stores. You can get some toilet paper, you can get like some hand soap, and you can get a bottle of wine. All this from one location. So GoPuff thought they are like clever and be like, we'll be the first to the market. But everyone saw them coming and like Uber and DoorDash and everyone freaking... Yelp. I don't know about Yelp. I just made that up. Oh, that's um, true. I forgot about Yelp. They do deliveries. They implemented, the, they immediately made contracts with all these like 7 Elevens and everyone, like, and they're first to market. But so GoPo was just like, well, we'll still, we still need bricks and mortars. So that's when they acquired Bedmo. Huh. Well, see, my I will never forget. So I used to have fond memories of Bedmo back in the day. Uh-huh, Very fond memories. But I'll never forget going back after the GoPuff purchase. And I remember looking at Farniente Cabernet in the lockup case, right? Mm-hmm. And then one aisle over, toilet paper. I'm like, what exactly. an abomination this right. is. Like, this used to be a holy grail of, you know, high-end booze. And look at what it's devolved Dude, into. The, the, I used to go there when we were underage. We used to go there for sodas. They had so many craft sodas. It was so good. You cut it close. <laughs> and like, what, the, the jerkies? The, the, the bar mixes? Bar snack mixes? Uh, would they not, would they ID you when you would go in? No. What that you got ID'd every time you went in? Yes. Wow. If I was gonna go buy sodas, I would get ID'd and they'd be like, We can't sell you a soda. And I'm like, just wait till I turn twenty one. I mean, I've I heard of them doing it like right when I actually aged up. Like around the time I got <clears throat> excuse me, around the time I got my driver's license, I was hearing it was like, Oh, they now now you can't be a minor in there anymore. I was just like well, good thing I can drive now. <laughs> I mean, I still wasn't 21, but anyways. Well, anyways I was probably so, yeah. like 19 when I heard that. I just wanted to get your thoughts on what GoPuff was or is or will be. I'll tell you what my opinion GoPuff is. Give me money. No. Um, <laughs> you heard the man. Give him money. 
enough of the recurring bits. All right. Um, yeah. Let's, should we, shall we get this started? Yeah. Let's get to the let's get to the the meat of the program here. Okay. So as you guys know, this is quarks and controllers. Yes. The biggest the biggest bit the the way you probably heard of the show is I would look at you dead in the eyes in person if you're one of my friends and goes like it's a podcast about video games and wine. I'm a liar. I lied to you. There's also movies. There's also music. Maybe a comic book and manga. I've been reading some of those too. But I'm going to throw you the biggest curve. Episode three. The biggest curveball you're back in C. I was trying not to curse, but it's an explicit <laughs> show. Um, and are, are you ready for it? Yeah, ready for it? let's do this. I have years what of training I, leading up I to this. What I want you to pair is the entirety of Taylor Swift's Aero Tour. That's what? right. I want, I want you to pair a concert. Producer now, Nicole, do you have a hand in this? No, honestly, you just told no. me today, no, so. I think, maybe yesterday. Now, here's okay, a, tell no. me about this tour, first of all, because okay. all I just know about her is a uh, country singer turned pop star. That's correct, yeah. That's about all I know. That's it, wow. Yeah, okay. you got it. She's so, a star. She's a star. She's a star. <laughs> uh, uh, when, um, when Nicole and I went to go see the Barbie movie, I made a little joke being like, I'm surprised Taylor Swift doesn't have a cameo in it because she's the closest thing to a real-life Barbie that we're ever going to get to. She, she's beautiful. Because, well, there's that, but like, <coughs> she, uh, she sort of, obviously not literally, but she sort of has this persona that like she can just do anything, that she's a big boss-ass bitch, and she can just roll in, demand Apple and Spotify, give her a bigger cut, and like just do, just do all this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, really command the, the music industry and stuff. So other than that, you know, uh, there's also se- not semi very public fights with her old record label and and some guy named Scooter Braun where they where he owned her masters and she's and after like fine from for years she's like you know what fuck this I'm just gonna re-record all the music all over again I don't give two fucks she fucks. re-recorded and everything she, and she fucking she just threw her twenty thousand dollar iPhone case on the ground and went like I don't who cares I'm gonna do it. Um, Can I correct she's you? a boss. Can I correct you? On um, what? They didn't fight for years. Um, no? For the, no. She already had dislike for Scooter Braun, um, and her masters were bought out from under her. So okay. she was already in negotiations with, well, uh, are you going to well me? <gasps> I was just going to say, let's not make this a two-hour podcast. Well, all right. Basically, she was already negotiating to own her masters do you know do you know what masters are those are the original recordings okay makes sense so she's got five records owned by this guy named scott borchetta the first guy who discovered her Uh uh-huh worked with him for years she hits the point where she's like all right we had this deal when i was 16 that i could start buying my masters and he was like oh yeah for sure for sure um how about for this insane amount of money Insane enough that Miss Taylor Swift, richest person that I know, said, that's a, little, that's a bit much. Wow. No, thank you. For stuff that she made. For stuff that she made, yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, and anyway, it fell through. And when she thought she would be able to like start negotiations again, she found out that her masters were sold to Scooter Braun, asshole of the year. Asshole of the century. Shitty wow. guy. So, yeah. anyway, yes. So, and... And that's what led us to what's going on right now. Uh, well, partially, not really, but mostly it was like pandemic stuff. But she came out with a lot of albums since. Uh-huh. 
Like she's re-recording her, her old songs. She's coming out with a lot of albums, but the pandemic is stopping her from doing this concert. So she decides, I love her a little bit during the concert too. She talks all about it. Where, where she's just like, you know what? What if I what if I did every single album during a live show? What? Why not? Why don't I do it? Now, to be fair, it's not like. <laughs> It's not, it's, like not all time it's not like yeah. all two hundred of her songs or whatever. I was about to her say her first album what? debut is not on the set list at all. Wow. So it's a few songs from every album, essentially. Right. So three to five on from every album. So like okay, so so now imagine this while you're thinking of your pairing. Fucking like I don't know, like 40, 50 plus shows. Some cities multiple nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Singing Singing your entire life's work, essentially. 45 songs, three and a half hour show. Essentially, which is why I said that. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then, and then when you get there, there's all sorts of shit going on. Because first of all, concerts are in stadiums because venues aren't going to cut it. She wants as many people inside those shows as possible. So, you know, we're, instead of going to fucking see a, a, a dumb lame thing like football you go see something amazing and awesome like taylor swift and so and it's so big that i went to go get us some food and it probably took me like 40 minutes to get back to my seat what <laughs> so you missed like i missed the third... opening act I, I missed the opening act which uh i just i just listened to the album later it was like it was like gracie adams i was like gracie I'll, I'll just listen to later. <laughs> so wow um all right so there's that and then you wear these um, pretty neat. This, this is where my nerd brain kind of kicked in. You wear these neat little like light bracelets. They like they have like LED lights. They light up. They are connected to was essentially a fucking souped up like Wi-Fi router that tells the bracelets what color to display and at what timing. And then when you look at the entire venue, while while the music is going, this is all live. Like like say it's like okay, so there's a there's a song that's called uh, Bad Blood. And like, there's like fire everywhere, and like the the video has like a color scheme of like reds and blacks and oranges and stuff like that. And uh -huh. that's all. That's every single person there. The wrists are flashing like reds and stuff like that. All at the same time, it looks like there's like a dancing flame in the sea of people, and you're just like, oh. And then like actual, actual fire's going off, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I was so cold. And like all this stuff's happening, insane stuff. Real so, pyrotechnics. Real pyrotechnics, and and yeah, and you're essentially listening to this entire entire woman's journey emotional painful some romance and like some breakups and stuff like that and like and you leave it and you're just like wow i hate humanity because we're all packed in here like sardines but it was all worth it <laughs> i love sardines <laughs> inside wasn't as bad outside like that was like, the worst like like just Im just imagine the incredible turmoil of just wanting to fucking leave Oh. There's like a sea of people in your way, but you're just so adrenaline rushed by by the the choreography, the lighting, the impeccable performance live in front of the multiple nights. I'm surprised her voice isn't gone. Like even during the talking bits in between the songs, you're just like she's not losing her voice. She's great. How the I was just like I, I feel like they cry <laughs> they cry freezer in between shows. So it's just like. It's phenomenal. It was amazing. Okay, so I just have some follow-up questions before I render my uh, pairing here. Oh, go ahead. Does she have haters? <laughs> Does she have haters? I'll put it this way. 
her her fans are like you know hundreds of thousands. They're called Swifties and stuff like that. I, Swifties. I, I haven't got my Swifties cert- certificate yet. I'm still taking the tests. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that's a thing. That's <laughs> not real. <laughs> but imagine a camp like that in a camp like Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kanye West. Like, oh, you don't know all that. No. Uh, we're not gonna get into that again. Uh, okay, I know, I know. Have an hour. <laughs> the, the just I could have just easily said like as much as love as she has, the hate is almost equally insurmountable due okay. to just, just due to just like regular ass drama, misogyny. And, and now all these albums that she has, how similar are the the vibes on them? Oh, they change dramatically. That's what's awesome. That's what's so fun. Like, you're thinking, like, eras because, like, you know, you change with times, you grow up as a person, like, all this stuff like that. Like, her abilities to songwrite, her abilities to be, like, a literal poet and, like... like a poet. And, like, convey what she wants through... Not only, like, through, like, sheer lyrics, because, you know, that's what every songwriter does. But she, but she has a range in vocal and vocalizations... That like go with music, like her craft just like upgrades. She like she like does firmware updates and does freaking Final Fantasy levels up every time she releases an album. Okay, now last question is: if you had to describe the vibe of like say three of her albums using one word for each one, how would you describe them? Impossible. <laughs> like name three albums she that you know off the top of your head. Well, there's Lovers. There's Midnights. That's Red. Okay, so let's start with Lovers. Okay, fine. That, I'm assuming, is about romance? Yes. Okay, and then there's Midnight... (laughs) There's Midnights. Okay, and that's about... She summarizes, like, staying up all night with her thoughts. Okay, so it's a more cognitive, rhetorical, logical album of sorts. The different things that haunt her at night. Okay, and say a third album? Um, Red. Okay, and Red is about being fucking cool <laughs> okay so i have my verdict then so i don't have one he's, he's wrong yeah about so <laughs> when you were talking about the different dynamics of who taylor swift is right and you're giving me that you know she has fans everywhere she has a bunch of haters you know her albums you know vary in vibes and whatnot um as soon as you told me of her legion of just her concerts, I'm like, one grape comes to mind, and that is Chardonnay. Now, just like Taylor Swift's albums, Chardonnay can vary widely. So, right. first yeah. of all, Chardonnay has many haters. I usually am... Okay, I'm not going to ask you if there's any particular song of Taylor Swift you despise, but I'm sure there's, one, there's one in there that you might be like, eh, not my favorite. That's how I feel about Chardonnay. There are some Chardonnays I'm just like, mm, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Now, alternatively, with Chardonnay, though, there is there are a few different renditions of Chardonnay that just blow my mind. Um, now, like Taylor Swift, you can't summarize Chardonnay into one thing. Mm-hmm. You can't describe her albums all as being, well, they're all yada, yada, yada. You know, it's like, no, they all have different, for lack of a better term, and I hate using this term, is vibes. So let's start with the first one you talked about. So the first one you mentioned was Lovers. Mm. So you're saying it's about romance, and I'm assuming you know her lovers of some sort? Oh, her lover. So when I think about Chardonnay and I think about romance, one wine comes to mind. 
specifically. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to give you the name of the producer because this is not an attainable wine by any means. But when you drink this Chardonnay... Neither are her tickets. Oh! Okay, so Chardonnay (laughs) and Taylor Swift have a lot more in common than I thought, you know? She's also a white wine girly anyway, so this is very appropriate. Oh, wow. I really nailed the dot on this one then. But anywho, so this specific wine that I think I would pair with the Lovers album would be a fancy French name called Corton Charlemagne, spelled C-O-R-T-O-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-M-A-G-N-E, Corton Charlemagne. Post-Victor, thanks you. (laughs) So Corton Charlemagne is just this... Again, it doesn't matter what producer you get. I mean, you can spend thousands of dollars on the best renditions of Corton Charlemagne if you want, you know, but I have to settle for the cheaper stuff that I usually have to pawn off off people, you know. Um, but Corton Charlemagne is just this ridiculous elixir of just like it's velvet, it's caressing, it's like it gives you these feelings that you just can't really describe. Hmm. It's like Corton Charlemagne, when you drink one, you feel bougie, but you feel cared about. It's like this wine is enveloping you in a hug and saying, come here. I gotcha. You got nothing else to worry about. That's Corton Charlemagne. Is that how the Lover's album or Lover album makes you feel? Mm, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's a little deceiving of a title. Uh-oh, that might change dynamics. Not a lot, not a lot. It's just there's there's um, points that are about, like, the weaknesses of a person that can affect a romance or a relationship as well. Lots of it, there are lots of, like, g- good love songs, like, the title track, Lover, um, Cornelia Street is one that's really good, but it's kind of also about that era of your life that's dominated by someone and how it would feel to have that person gone uh-huh. and what it means to your view of that place now. Um, there's one called The Archer that's like about anxieties in a relationship and like fighting through it to be with someone. There's, it's just a lot of different aspects of love and relationships. Um, so, this, so this is more complicated than I thought then. So in that case... Oh, yeah. I told Victor when he mentioned that, I was like, so you're going to make him come up with like a drink, like something for every album? He's like, no, oh, no so I wouldn't do that. Maybe every that. album. But now that I know that about the lover track, so there is one specific Corton Charlemagne that what you were describing fits the bill. And it's made by a producer called Louis Latour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latour spelled L-A-T-O-U-R. This one is priced usually between, depending on the year that it was made, between like 170 to like 300 bucks a bottle. Um, every time I see a Louis Latour Corton Charlemagne, I tremble in my being <laughs> just because I don't know what I'm going to get. And I say this in a nice way. It's like for a moment, like while the wine's opening up, you get this caressing, you know, like little lovey vibe. But then for like 10 minutes afterwards, it's the most harsh, acidic, just like raunchy one. You're like, what happened to you? Like you were loving me like five minutes ago. And then like after an hour, it turns into like this earthy, walnutty, kind of like more warming, like fireplace, cozy kind of, you know, ambience. Hmm. And then after like about two hours, it turns into like the most ridiculous, like vanilla lemon custard pie. That just gives you comfort. But it's like it's a it's a comfort, you know, it's just like reassuring you like I know you. This is what was meant to happen. And you go through this flurry of emotions, and you're just like, Louis Latour, what the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> so that's Lovers. Second one was Midnight. Midnight, the vibe on that is what? Midnights. Um, oh, it's your thoughts, right? You're thinking about your thoughts. Ooh, so this is a fun one. I'm always thinking about my thoughts. <clears throat> so, so Chardonnay can go through this really weird phase, too. And there's this like crazy weird region in Australia called the Margaret River. 
when you drink these Chardonnays, so they also come in screw caps, which is funny because you see this like $80, $90 Chardonnay and you're like, a screw cap what? You know, oh yeah, here's a little, little like, cappy here. She does also have a specific line in a Midnight Song called Your Roommate's Cheap Ass Screw Top Rose. <gasps> See, I'm telling you, my See, God, I need to listen to Taylor top. Swift now. There you go. But yeah, so Margaret River Chardonnays, these things, they, the Margaret River is just such a weird climate because it's more similar to Bordeaux than anything else. So it's like southeastern France mm-hmm. or southwestern France. Um, but the Chardonnays from the Margaret River, it's like you can get like a combination of steely and nutty and cheesy and also like biscuity and also like straight up lime juice. Um, these Chardonnays, you cannot just drink. You have to like stop and think like, what the hell am I tasting? It's like they won't allow you to move on until you've processed like, what the hell is this like freshly opened can of tennis balls plus like toothpaste plus like, I don't know, papayas that I'm tasting right now. It's one of those wines that just makes you stop and think like, oh, crap, what the hell is this? You know, it's like, they make me feel stupid, quite honestly. They really do. It's like one of my favorite producers is Leo Wynne Estates, their art series Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. When I pour it in a glass, I know it's like a, you know, yellow green tinge. And when I smell it, I know it smells like a Chardonnay. But every time I taste it, I just get so angry with myself. Because I'm like, why don't I get you? I need to ponder you. Like, I'm not about to dissect a liquid. Like, what can I do to, you know, understand you kind of thing? <laughs> so you just sit and soak with your thoughts for like a good, you know, hour or two. And it's like, by that point, if you were having dinner, it's cold. You don't even think about your food anymore. You're just focused on trying to figure out what the hell is this thing in front of you. And you can't move on with your life until you solve it. Right. So that's what I would pair with the Midnight Album. There you go. Nice. Last one was. That's the Margaret River Chardonnay. Yeah, that's the uh, Margaret River Chardonnay. Any any Chardonnay from Margaret River, you can find them priced between like fifteen to like two hundred bucks. Um, the third one, the Red Album. Oh yes, Red. So the, what was that one about again? I don't know what it's about. It just makes me feel cool. <laughs> what was it about? Um, that one's also about. That one's like new beginnings. And new beginnings in a relationship. It's her first um, foray into adding a pop sound. So it's like oh, yeah. just starting off that country pop shift into full pop. Um, that makes sense. Okay, that's why yeah, I came to that. Because one, I already had the wine in my head and I'm like, there's a reason why I picked it. And it was because of that exactly. Autumn vibes too. There's a lot of like scarf imagery, uh, leaves. So no. there is this uh, specific region in Burgundy, France called Chablis. Uh-huh. So every time I come across a Chardonnay drinker that they're like, I hate Chardonnay, it's too oaky, it's too buttery, or it's too fruity, it's too creamy. I always ask them, have you ever had Chablis? And I'm like, they, they usually respond with, you want me to drink that Gallo garbage? Because there's a box called Chablis. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I feel like in my, in my novice, I would make the same connection. Yes, so people tend to think, same thing with Burgundy, that they're cheap, you know, jug wines, they're not. So if you can find yourself a quality Chablis around 20, well, even at, at as low as like 17, 18 bucks, mm-hmm. and you can spend thousands here as well if you want to, but Chablis, the unifying factor is this is such an exciting wine. When you drink it, it feels like fireworks are going off. It's like they're rarely ever oaked, and if they are, they're super minimal. But what I love about them is that they just feel so racy and lively and just, like, full of energy. Like, these are Chardonnays that can easily match Riesling's energy without the sugar. It's Mm -hmm. like you taste, like, green apples. You get, like, green mango. You get, like, limes. You get, like, these just lovely, like, passion fruit meets, like, a honeydew melon kind of, you know, thing. But they also have, for what I cannot describe as a different flavor, calcium. It's like this salty mineral 
weird flavor that, you know, when you pair it, it sounds so weird to say this, but it feels like the wine version of Pedialyte, but so much more exciting. It's like mildly salty, very zesty, super juicy. I just absolutely love Chablis. And my favorite thing to pair with Chablis is usually roasted vegetables. So when you're in the fall vibe, roast up that pumpkin, the squash, the rutabagas, the parsnips. If you want to drizzle a bit of bacon fat, pop pair with the uh, with the Chablis. Oh my god, and they age so well. So, yeah, Taylor Swift, you're complicated, but so is Chardonnay, so it's okay. Do you have anything you'd recommend that you would pop open and rest and listen to the full all too well ten minute version before drinking? What is all too well? So all too well is a song that came out. It was only like three four minutes. Uh huh. And then throughout her career, she like. Just drops a little factoid, just being just like, by the way, I recorded like a whole 10 minutes worth of that song, but uh, they told me it was too long. And all the Swifties were like, give it to me. <laughs> Snyder cut Swifty version. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. And what's that song about? Well, <laughs> um, that one is. <laughs> I love, by the way, I was just like, I need a producer just in case we go on tangents. And no, I love on. her. She's and great. Then, uh, okay, go ahead. Well, you brought me in on the wrong topic, probably. That but is true. All too moment. well, it's, it's about looking back on a relationship and saying, like, I remember all of these things, all of these facets, and you are probably avoiding that now. Like, looking back on a relationship and thinking that person probably has blocked it out or they're not. They're, it's not as important to them as it was to me kind of thing. So that one's all about, like, talking about these little snapshots in a relationship, like dancing in the refrigerator light in the middle of the night. Um, oh, so they used to have a bond, but it's not there anymore? Exactly. And you're reminiscing on that bond? And it's, like, full ten minutes of just... It's so good. It's a whole... That song, like, I know you said you don't like the word vibe, but it's, like, transports you. Is it, like, a crying song or is it, like, a happy song? It's a crying song. It's a crying song. I remember it all too well. You kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got the perfect That's pairing the for that about now. the concert. There's so many highs and lows where you're just like, yeah. And then like, there's literally a, a group of girls in front of us like bawling. Uh, I forgot which song it was, but they were just like, they were gone. Tolerate it. And I don't blame and then, her. And then, it, and then as soon as like the pop hit was after, they <laughs> stopped crying. They're like, eh. Yeah, she transitions, like, she doesn't go in order in her show for, like, the different albums. So she doesn't go in, like, chronological order that she released them. So she goes from one album called Evermore, which is this deeply, like, poetic, melancholic album about closure and loss and, like, the end period of things. We just need to have a Taylor Swift episode, like, completely. Taylor Swift and Chardonnay. I guess so. And then she goes into Reputation, which is her, like, biggest balls out, like... I'm a fucking boss bitch. Like, it goes from She is Chardonnay incarnated. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, to, like, immediately going into, like, what's up? I'm fucking here. All right, that was my tangent. Sorry. Yeah, let's go back to the original question. So, Open up a wine and letting it open up 
while waiting for this 10-minute song to finish. So all too well, initially when you were telling me what that song was about, I'm like, I've been betrayed by so many wines that I loved until the bitter end, and then I just realized that they weren't good for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm I not mean, about to recommend a wine that did to me. I know, yeah. You don't want to recommend that, but that no, is suitable I'm like, I could name the... drop five wines right now and be like, you sons of bitches, you betrayed me. I loved you so much, and you did me dirty by changing your winemaker or your winemaking. Damn. But... Onto something that would give me happy memories and still every time I drink it gives me happy memories. So, I know it's a cheapie, but Bougriere Chardonnay. Oh, I remember. A whopping $10.99 a bottle. So, it's not the most complex wine. It's not the most complicated wine, but it's so damn good. So, this wine, like, I can't tell you how many times I've taken this specific Chardonnay to parties or to wine dinners or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And it never ceases to amaze me how even the staunchest wine critics will be like, what is this? And it's like, these are people that are used to drinking $400, $500 bottles of wine. Right. And they'll just be like, this is good. Like, where did this come from? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I brought this because I wanted to drink something I was comfortable with, you know, because I'm not about to drink your $700 Mon Rocher. Um, but you know, I like that you like it, you know, but I brought a fancier bottle, you know, for you to enjoy. And they're like, no, I like this. And it's, yeah. yeah, And it's this little Bougriere Chardonnay. So it's just like comforting. It's refreshing, but it's flavorful and it's just like perfect. I would say this is like, if you could imagine a Chardonnay that cuddles you kindly. It's like, imagine it's like the big stuffed teddy bear that you just want to hug, you know, when you've had a bad day, that's that Chardonnay. It's just Bougrier? like this. Uh, yeah, Bougrier, spelled B-O-U-G-R-I-E-R. It's reliable. I have so many happy memories of that wine. And every time I drink it, I'm like, I always remember like, man, that dinner party, this dinner party, like you've never let me down. All reliable, it's affordable, and it's delicious. All right. So all too well 10-minute version. I don't think that bottle will last 10 minutes, though, so you might need two. <laughs> all right. Okay, there you go. That, now, wasn't that a fun trip? That was did, a fun did trip. You like, did you like my curveball? I did because I walked in here today thinking like, oh my God, is he going to ask me like about, you know, like Farmville or, you know, like some other random video game like Pac-Man and I'd be like, okay, what the hell am I going to pair with Farmville? Like, oh yeah, here, let me give you a bottle of Jack Daniels, you know? I will say Pac-Man might be its own episode because as simple as I am is, there's so many iterations of it. Huh. It's like Tetris. They make a new version of it like every like four years, five, so six So true years. story, I for the longest time thought that the Rubik's Cube was the tangible version of Tetris. I know it's stupid, but every time, I would stupid, he- I, yeah. every time I would hear somebody say Tetris, I'm like, the Rubik's Cube. I don't yeah. think it's that dumb. No, I think it's pretty I'm stupid. It. All right. Well, Mr. Victor, do you have a... Uh... Oh, I have a curveball for you, all right. Oh, come okay, in. I do have a curveball for you. So, there is this really delicious sake that I absolutely love. Let's fucking go. So it's called Snow Maiden. It comes in. A, it comes in a pink bottle. Has beautiful little, not painted, but it looks like watercolor. You know, koi fish on there. Right. It is the Nigori sake. So I, oopsie, I um, for the life of me, I have already forgotten my sake training. Like at one point, I could tell you, you know, like what. Uh, you know, um, I already forgot the hierarchy. Please put a picture of like the sake hierarchy on this video, please. Uh, yeah, um, just because I can't remember it, but I know very well. Oh, there's okay. So at the very bottom, you have just regular sake. Then there is oh, Christ, I can't remember it. But there's Junmai Daiginjo, Ginjo. Then there's Daiginjo, and then there's something else. But mm-hmm. anywho, 
I remember when I was learning about it, I uh, was looking for a higher quality. I think this one is a Daiginjo or a Junimai Daiginjo sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking for a nice quality sake because up until this point, I have never had one I liked. I'm like, this thing tastes like nasty water. Like, it tastes like yeast. It, tastes, it burns. Am I drink, supposed to drink it hot? Am I supposed to drink it cold? Only after learning about sake, I'm like, oh, you never heat them up. You're never supposed to. Mm-hmm. You only heat up the shitty ones so you don't taste the badness. So mm-hmm. sake bombs are restaurants and they're not giving you good stuff. Gotcha. So if you ever want to, if, yeah, you're never supposed to drink it hot. Only crappy ones are served hot so they can cover up the flavors. Um, Side so note, there's a really nice uh, restaurant in Napa Valley called Morimoto's. Mm-hmm. Um, sake, that, as far as you guys can see. But anywho, so the Snow Maiden is just this wonderful, just luscious and just velvety. Like the, the rice in there is so finely ground. And it's like the best example I could give of like what it feels like in your mouth is just straight glycerin. Right. Like it's just ridiculously, you know, like luxurious. The flavor is just like rice. It sounds so, it's so sad for me to say it that or describe it that way, but it literally just tastes like the purest expression of rice. Um, what I love about that sake is that people usually pair it with sushi and I get it. I mean, I do that a lot too. But one of my favorite things to do that is honestly just put it in the fridge and read a book with it. I just love how contemplative and just simple but delicious it is. It's like I feel like I'm drinking something that has such an illustrious history in Japan. I mean, like, the only equivalent I could think about might be, like, I don't know, tequila in Mexico or bourbon in the southeastern United States. Um, That is what it is to Japan. So every time I get to drink it, I feel privileged. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm drinking something that is, like, just so culturally unique, you know, to Japan. So what would you pair with that? And to really throw you a curveball, y'all ready for this? I want an album. How you What? Ooh, like a Taylor Swift album? That's not fair. I don't listen to that many albums. That goes with Snow, um, De- Snow Maiden? No. Yeah, with the Snow Maiden. I do want or to- actually, here's an even better one for you. Anime. I don't know anything about oh, anime. God. What anime would you recommend I watch with this? Anime that's so Japan. Uh, I'm going to take a little break for technical reasons. I'm hearing a clicking. Might be coming from the soundboard. I figured out what the computer, what the clicking was. What was it? When the laptop was done charging, it was sending an electric current back into our audio signal. What the fuck? I know. Are we about to be like Te- killed? <laughs> Technology is crazy. Right? Damn, all for Taylor Swift. All for Taylor Swift? Did we offend the Taylor Swift gods? It's funny yeah. how you can solve some technical issues by just unplugging things. <laughs> right? It's like things that you think are helping are actually signifying it's there's like, a problem. Right, I guess we're done charging. All right. Um, you're such an asshole. So Tozai, Snowmaiden, Daiginjo, Nagori, Saki. You want an album or... Anime. An anime with it? An anime that's so Japan. So Japan, so clean, so precise, and just something that... I don't know. When you when you see it, you're just like, this is just so damn good. Are you mouthing for help? <laughs> no. Okay, no. next episode, Kalen, come help me, please. <laughs> we gotta get Kalen in here. When I need wine, yeah. wine advice, I'll be like, Kalen, I need my backup here. <laughs> so wow. what what wise words were thrown your way? God, you're such Hey, I, was, I, I wasn't ready for Taylor Swift. But I didn't tell you don't <laughs> recommend a recommend a spirit instead. I had a video game ready to go. And I had a wine ready to go, but that didn't happen. <laughs> what do you 
mean? Yeah, I was about to be like, okay, so full spoiler, I was about to tell Victor about this glorious wine that I had that is known as Rusan. So I recently instead had... Instead of the sake. Instead of the sake, oh, but I'm gotcha. like... I'm okay, it. when Victor, I was expecting like, I don't know, like a Jurassic Park video game, like... You There's know, not like, very many good ones of those. Well, I was like, fuck, you know, like, what am I going to pair with Jurassic Park? Or if he throws Pokemon at me, like, what the hell? Like, I played Pokemon when I was little. You you drink a mixed drink with Pokemon. Easy. Boom. Next episode. I think, what were those little soda drinks that had, like, a little ball in the middle? Oh, Ramune. Are, why am I thinking Haribo? Ramune. Huh? Ramune. There we go. Ramune. Yeah, those guys. Aren't those, like, little anime beverages? I mean, or anime crowd. They're definitely beverages. Japanese, but yeah, they're they're in anime. They're sold in Japan, and their culture get picked up by weebs, so uh, it's become the anime soda. So yeah, back to the original premise: anime for Snow Maiden. God damn. We have, Nicole and I have been watching a lot of anime for like the past few months. But gosh, I'm never gonna forget the one you guys showed me that I was just shown here one night, and it was like this nightclub scene. Then it's like it turns into rape, and then it's like just straight up murder. Like we in the never first finished episode. that one. Oh, you mean like Devil Man, whatever? Yeah, that's something that's like that. Devil yeah. Man Cry Baby. Baby. Yeah, I was like yeah. this tall white angel looking dude, and then this demon pops out. Man, the anime that come to my head are like ones I would save for a special occasion because they're they mean a lot to my heart. So does Snow Maiden. We what? Snow Maiden. I, I don't drink Snow Maiden like every other week. I always save it for some occasion that I'm like, I just want to feel pure unadulterated joy. God, I feel. Like, <laughs> I feel like if we had, Ooh, more, we're we're stressing you out today. I just feel like if we had more fans of like, oh, Victor stalling. I am oh. stalling. Okay, I don't know. I, I don't have any enemies at the top of my head. Nicole, would you like to uh, help him? Okay, so an anime that's full of joy. Just some, just something that you could reliably watch and know it's going to be good. Like how oh, I feel about on. Snow Maiden. Come on, that, that's more. That's more open than what you were suggesting before. <laughs> I don't know. I have always loved like a Miyazaki film. Like I don't think you can go like a snow with paired with a sake like that. Something that brings me little uh, joy is Spirited Away. That's my all time. Spirited away. I favorite. feel like I, he's told me something about a character. Was it that guy that has like two slashes on his eyes? Like a white face with like two black marks yeah, on it? Like of no face, yeah. No face. There we go. Yeah, because you have like, uh, there's a character right there. Then he has that one over there. Then he had like another one in the there's bathroom. There's some up above you guys too. I didn't know about that one. No. That's, that's Nicole joint. Mm -hmm. She loves those things. So that would be the verdict on that one. Yeah, I'm I mean, honestly surprised I'm not hearing like Dragon Ball Z or like Sailor no. Moon's a really great one too. It's a, always a classic. No, but your but your thing was just like like a like the fucking bourbon of like the you know. Of the oh, United that States is true. I did throw you a curveball there. So I was just thinking, I was like, what's the I was like what I was like what's the anime that's synonymous with Japan with literally all of them are? But what's like the one that's just like so culturally Japan? You know. You want to say cool. Dragon Ball Z? No, I Neon would, Genesis I would, Evangelion. No, because that's like a weird fucked up sci-fi Japan. <laughs> Just like Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack Daniels. I had to throw a little dig in there. Jack Daniels, I am literally have like 20 of your boxes in my home. So Throw some cash his way. Um, I mean, they're empty because I used to work for you, but you know. Oh, fine. yeah, there's some right there. Yeah. Um, but anyway... <laughs> 
we're really stressing you out here. I mean, I just, I just want a good answer. I just, I'm, I'm perfectionist. All of this. A classic I'm, anime. I'm just, I'm just so goddamn professional, you know. Yeah, you are. But I'm no music expert, so I was like, when I heard Taylor Swift, I'm like, you had to ask yeah, me about. Yeah, he made it work. Oh. <laughs> ask you to give me a music. I told the wine expert to give me a wine. True, and I'm giving the media anime guy that has like how many animes on his TV screen at any given point. No, don't flip it back on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God. You know what? I'm going to throw one out there. And Are you going to offend the weebs? I might offend the weebs. Uh, but... Will they come at you and say, this but, is not Japan? I mean, it's literally about Japan. Oh, okay. That's a start. Okay, so this is this is anime called uh, Code Geass. How do you spell it? Code I'm not going to spell it. <laughs> is it Japanese? It's not Japanese. That's the translation. Not, yeah, that's the translation. Um, do you want me to spell Rebellion it out? Rebellion of Lelouch, Code Geass. It's an anime about the uh, the trials and tribulations of trying to. It's like trying to like branch off into like its own Japan, and there's a, a fake Western uh, country called Britannia. It's like trying to take over Japan. Of course, it would be England. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, colonialism. Here we go. Yeah, colonialism is the best, and so like. It's just about the people of Japan, like just trying to defend themselves through like mech fights and like whatever. But there's also anime space magic where like this guy gets a powerful eye that where if you look into his eyes as he's activating it, he can literally tell you whatever to do. If he if you catch if you catch him in his magic gaze, he can be like, oh, go kill yourself. Or in 27 days, uh, write a letter to the freaking chancellor of whatever that uh, that you declare war. Okay, so I don't mean to denigrate anything that you just said, but what you're describing to me reminds me when I was a little kid and I was watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> that that's that that's what I can only come up till I think about. It. I'm like, okay, that just reminded me hella of Kiyoshi Island, and when Kiyoshi herself oh. shows up. It's like when that woman shows up, you got nothing, man. <laughs> it's like her little warrior is already badass. And it's like, what was that little short guy from the Fire Nation? That, oh, no, it was Earth Nation, I think, that tried to like take over Kiyoshi Island. Mm -hmm. Then she's like, sayonara, bitches. I'm just making my own island. And that was pretty much it. That's what that reminded me of. It's like Kiyoshi Island tried to protect themselves from the entire world. Right. But yeah, yeah anywho, so Magical Eye, he stares into it. He tells you to go see the Chancellor. Yeah, it's like, it's like a fight over the heart of Japan, basically, throughout thing and then it turns into a you know a, a war drama where it's just like well now well now that we're playing with the throws of power and like you know who's in the chair and who's fucking in command of the war and stuff who has like weapons of mass destruction but not really kind of you know kind of like real life or whatever but ooh, i have seen snippets of this is really dark so you might want to cut this one out here if you think it's a little bit too dark but on Twitter, I have seen little snippets of this anime that shows, like, right before the atomic bomb was dropped. Oh, I saw that one, too. That's an I actual that. anime? I saw that exact same clip. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's not an anime per, per se. It's just, like, kind of, like, a dramatic art piece that, like, oh, depicts it, what it, the It hit fuck home. Happened. I was like, oh, my fucking God, we did that to the Japanese. Like, that's atrocious. Yeah, it was awful. I'm like, yeah, fighting for the heart of Japan. I'm like, yeah, no, we definitely fucked that up. <sighs> Go see Oppenheimer, guys. I haven't seen it yet. Have you? I haven't. No, I was just out 
I was making a joke. Um, but no, yeah, I just imagine, I just imagine that's just the sake that the, the, the actual foot soldiers would be drinking in between battles where they're like, oh, fuck all this. I know, right? Drinking like, the national beverage demand. Like, the, like this, this is the only thing that's keeping me grounded uh, metaphorically and literally because I'm, I'm just sloshed on the ground. And I'm just like, until someone kicks my boot and says, come on, get in this mech, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be throwing down that socket. How long is that anime? Is it like one of those that's like a thousand episodes long? It's it's one of those animes where it has two seasons and then the third season is named something else and so fans get confused of what they're supposed to watch oh first. Oh my god, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. And then they're just like, oh my god, but it's it's only those two. Three technical seasons of like, I don't know, like 50 episodes, 50 or so episodes. I think there's also a movie, but just watch the show. Don't watch the movie. Come on, don't be that much of a weeb. So when I want to watch, I mean, when I want to drink Snow Maiden, that's the anime I'm supposed to be watching? That's one of them, I suppose. I give up. <laughs> That's what Victor would be watching if he was drinking it, probably. Now, if you're thinking, like, personally, Victor, you're drinking this wine, what would you watch? Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby girl. I'm watching some Fully Coley, but like I Foley said. Fully Coley? What is that? But I don't want to get into it because Fully Coley is very close to my heart, and I'd rather pair that with something better. Oh, how dare you? You saying that Snow what? Maiden is not worthy bring of. Us, bring us some Snow Maiden, and maybe I'll change my opinion. Okay, that that's doable. That's doable. I could totally do next week. <laughs> I could totally do that next week. Be like, hey, here's a ball of snow maiden. Now let's talk about that near and dear to your heart anime. Can I talk about my video game? I didn't Go even know you were going to talk about video games today. Okay. Well, what I was originally going to do is, if you want to talk about the the face and heart of Japan, you want to play a game called Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah. Not Yakuza. 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 Yeah. Which, as everyone knows, is literally the Japanese mafia. What? Now, that's what that word means. Um, so yeah, so on on its face, it's it's just a again, it's just like a crime drama about like all these mafia members who are just like going through their everyday. It's like it's just like it's kind of like the American version of like of, like one day it's some guy runs in the door and it's like, "Yo, Vinny, there's some guy we got well, we got dumped his body." Except it's all it's all Japan. So this guy would walk in and he'd be like, "Hey." fucking what's-his-name's not here. And you go investigate, and there's this huge drama where, like, the crime boss is dead, and, and then you get framed for it. And it's just like, well, God. But the reason why I bring it up is because this is an adventure game through and through in the streets of, like, Tokyo, Japan. So, like, if you're just, like, if you're just, like, what can be better than if I can't vacation in Japan? Mm-hmm. What can be better than doing like street view like of like the narrow back alleys of Japan? And it's playing this game because it is so accurately depicting of the kind of imagery and scenes and like 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 you feel like you're actually walking around Japan. Japan. And it gets down to those minute details of the type of stores you'll see, or the type of museums you'll see, and how like You'll be walking like down a city block and then like you turn a corner and you're just like, why the hell am I at a shrine where I can, where I can donate and pay and like, you know, you know, ask for, you know, ask for a little bit of luck and whatever. And, but that's just how like cookie Japan can be. Cause like if you ask anyone who's vacationed in Japan or lived there for a while, they'll tell you that Japan is very compartmentalized, kind of uh-huh. like a bento box where just like everything's <laughs> kind of like segmented and everything has its place and its time. 
and that's what Japan is, and what better illustrates that than literally playing any side mission, not even the main story, any side mission in Yakuza game. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm eating at a restaurant and some guy like runs in and, and he's just like, hey, can someone help me? Some, some dog took my wallet. And you're just like, that sounds un- like an un- unlikely scenario. And you go follow it and see what's going on. And then guess what? Some thugs are ambushing you. <laughs> Not that that literally happened in Japan, but it's just like, it's just so, it's just so zany in like Japanese humor. And it's, and it's depiction of like, just the environment. So it's just like, this is nice. I feel like I visited Japan playing this game. Damn. How much do you love this game, Victor? And you can probably, on a side mission, walk into a bar and order that exact same sake for all I know. I asked him for an anime, and he says the most beautiful thing about a video game. Now, before I get freaking decimated, <laughs> I'm sure there's an anime that has the same vibes. You keep saying that word you hate. Right, uh, whatever. As Yakuza. I just don't recall it, or I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. Maybe we just put you on the spot too quickly here. We should have like eased into it, like saying, hey, what animes have you watched recently that you would say are like great? And then you probably go on about, like, oh, it was this, 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 and this, you know. And I would have been like, well, if I just wanted to experience Japan, what would you say would be the better one to watch? You might have been like, well, there's, you know, this one. But then it's like, nah, my guy, I want sake. Give me an anime. I'm also waiting for the day where you talk about a wine spirit or a beer where I'm just jump out of my seat going, like, cowboy people. And they're like, so. It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> I have uh, some beverages in mind for the next couple episodes that I'm like, ooh, this one's going to give Victor a little mini, you know, a uh, little panic attack here when I say this <laughs> beverage because he's going to be like, ooh, how dare you go there? How dare you go there? I'll give you a clue. One of them starts with a W. Oh. As long as I don't take an L. Um, what's our time? What are we at? You're at 17.30. Oh, oh plus, plus the other pauses? Plus yeah. the others, which were like 12 minutes, and then the first one was like 33 minutes. We've gone for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about anything? I will say this. Uh, oh, wow. I don't remember if I said it off mic or not, but I thought it was hilarious how on episode two, uh, out now on youtube.com slash quirks and controls, uh, that you recommended that Zilla players invest 60 years of their life. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, okay, so not to uh, hash back on this super quickly, but try this wine. I love Kohler. I really do. But Kohler does not come close to German Rieslings when it comes to ageability. So German Riesling, so when, when Victor was telling me that, I was just, like, in my head dying to laughter. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even know how obtuse it came off. You know, I say just buy 12 bottles of wine in one go, you know. It is an investment. Now, I don't know if somebody would play League Legends of Zelda. <laughs> Did I get it? No. Let's just call it Zelda. I won't, I won't get that there wrong. There you go. There you go. So, I don't know if somebody would play Zelda for 60 years. But there is a game called Sims, right? Mm. That theoretically that is, you never finish. Directly you never finish. Sims is one of those games where you'll get mad that your Sim doesn't clean after itself or wash the dishes while you're not doing the dishes. 
Love that game. So how similar is Sims to meta, the Metaverse? You're going to do this to me? I am going to do this to you. What the? I thought we were going to talk about Metaverse like episode 15. No, I'm talking about He can't spend Zuckerberg. 10 minutes talking about Metaverse. Because when I think of Sims, you are acting in a different way and trying to live your life in that way, right? And in the Metaverse, aren't you doing the same exact thing? Well, here's the thing. In the Sims, you're, you're not necessarily an, an avatar. Sometimes people like to role play. Sometimes they just like, like, yes, there are times where I'm just like, I'm going to make me and I'm going to play me and I'm going to literally put, make characters of my cat and Nicole. And I, I have made that save. Uh, and I love that save. I still have it. Um, but there are just times where it's just like, I don't know, I'm going to pretend I'm Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance and I'm going to like live in the fucking dark, the biggest, darkest mansion I can ever imagine. There's zero lights in it. And sure, Metaverse, I'm... There are applications in metaverse type concepts where you don't want to be yourself, you want to be something else. But the point is you're still you. Correct. You still you're have just to kind eat. of you're just kind of a masked you, you know, where you're just like you're like I'm me, but I behave very differently uh in front of like my friends say against my family. That's pretty much what the metaverse is trying to be. So now in Sims, let's say you could be cooking. So I've never played Sims. I've just seen memes and little you short videos. Shit. I'm telling you, you need to teach me video games like that. But anywho, so I just remember watching this little clip, I think it was on Twitter, of like this little Sims characters cooking dinner, you know, mm-hmm. on a stove, and the background of babies on the floor on fire. That got my attention. I'm like, what is this game? And I want to play that. I'm not for infanticide, first of all, and I'm also not a pyromaniac. But that got my attention. Could I do that in the metaverse? Could I light a baby on fire while I'm cooking dinner? Um, maybe. You know what? This is going to be a weird recommendation because I did not watch this yet. It is on my YouTube to watch list. But there is a guy who's, who uh, released a YouTube video. I forgot the creator's name, but he's just like, he's all, I spent a week in the metaverse. And his results were like, it was mid. It's not ready. And basically what he did is he got one of those typical like Facebook like Oculus, like headsets that are currently available. You got or like, how much? Um, well, you can buy a simple one, like the one I have for like 300 bucks, or you can get the Enterprise version one. That's uh, used to be like $1,400, but since no one bought it, they were forced to cut, uh, slash the price down to like 800 I think. Um, but You're other than that... you kidding me? What the hell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Apple's version, the the reality or the apple vision pro i think it's even more i think i think it's like i think it starts like 2100 i could buy a used car with that money i know right i saw a used car on my way to fucking work the other day that cost that much um so either go to work and make some more money or just waste it on being debt um (laughs) but uh shit what was my point oh his point was no matter how much money you spend how much different games you try there's nothing quite like what Mark Zuckerberg and all the other people who envision the metaverse to be. But I will say, things could get better. There is a league. I called it a league. That's so funny. I'm going to call it a league. Legends. I'm going to call it a league anyways. There are a league of expert computer animation companies like Pixar. Mm-hmm. Like That's Disney. Toy Story, right? Yeah. Like Pixar, like Disney, like Epic Games, like 
all these guys whose sole job is to make graphics from computers, make the computers do the... <laughs> the hard work and stuff. Do all this stuff. They've all agreed as a league to uh, make assets for the metaverse. So it's being worked on. Interesting. So will I be able to feel myself eat a sandwich in the metaverse even though I'm sitting on my couch? Can you imagine a thin layer of like haptic feedback things that you'd have to put like on the roof of your mouth oh in my order God. to make that thing? In order to have anything like that, like every time I chew, I could feel the vibrations of the bread getting chomped in half by my teeth. I haven't watched those movies to come up with something that might be like that, but I feel there are movies out there that kind of harp on why we shouldn't do that. I like to think I invented these things in my head, but I'm sure, but there are people like H.R. Giger who I'm just like, who would have thought of that? This guy's insane in the goddamn memory. So now, let me ask you about classic movies. How much of those do you watch? <laughs> There's a poster in my room that's like movies that, you, that are must-watch. I probably crossed off like 12 of the 50 that are on there. I've learned of like 12 that I've never heard of. The first one being Top Gun. Have you seen that? I've never seen it. Have you seen The Breakfast Club? Yes, I have. Okay, so I thought that was the same thing as Fight Club, which I learned was <laughs> not the same I thing. I love Fight Club too. I haven't seen any of the Terminators. I told Nicole that the other day. What the hell? Terminator? Isn't that the Arnold Schwarzenegger something something? Yeah. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, so I haven't seen any of those. But then isn't there like a Predator movie too? Oh, I've seen Predator last year. Oh, that's not because an old movie. Because it came out with a new one. What the hell am I and so I was that? like, well, I can't watch the new one without the old one. So I did that too. Yeah, when did the first Predator come out? Uh, sometime in the 80s. Okay, so it is one of the older ones then. Yeah, I have so much stuff I have to watch. And I, okay, what movie is Ebenezer Scrooge from? Who? Ebenezer Scrooge? He's from, uh, oh my God, it's from Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's a Christmas the... movie, right? But I, I cannot think of the name of the movie. It's not a movie. It's a it's a Charles Dickens story that's been adapted into like a billion movies. Yeah, because it's these, um, it's this grumpy the old of Christmas. Oh. A Christmas story? Isn't it? Uh, no, it's not a Nightmare Before Christmas, this right? Up. This no, I know a Christmas story because her family forces us to watch a Christmas story every fucking year. No, every Christmas. It's not a Christmas story. I know. I'm just saying. Christmas it's Carol. Not. Oh Christmas my god! Christmas how embarrassing. Carol. A Christmas I, Carol. So I have to watch that apparently. It's yeah. It's it's got a million movies. I also Christmas have to watch Carol. Legally Blonde. Oh my god! Is that one that bad? At least I saw that so one. I'm the film yeah, there but go. that's great. See, you can input, you know, on this kind of stuff because I am. Cl- you know how many times I get chat on at work? Like they'll be like, "Oh, you know, I just watched so and so movie," and I'm like. What? So, like, when they were... So, I first learned about The Breakfast Club, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, listening to talk about, you know, that movie about how great it was, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I've, like, vaguely heard of The Fight Club. And they're like, yeah, it's a sequel. And I'm like, oh, it is. So, I looked it up. No, it's not. They they hella (laughs) pranked you. It was a sequel. So. Oh, my God. That's... Here we go. So, yeah, there's that. How are we doing on time? Pretty good? Or just about... You're about to... You are at 27 minutes-ish. Time to end it, then. But... But why do we go on this tangent? Where do we come from? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for watching yeah. episode three, Quarks and Controllers. Uh, you can follow us on social media. That's going to be Quarks and Controllers on threads, on TikTok, on YouTube, on, oh, gosh, I don't even know anymore. Oh, uh, Instagram? There's hey, there's that. Twitter? I would, I would say, no, no X. Twitter. No Twitter. No Twitter X. Oh, we don't have a Twitter X? No, because Elon's weird. Oh, he is weird. Um, anyways, uh, <clears throat> 
God, if, if I can just be frank with you guys, probably just the Instagram and YouTube and the TikTok because like they're so easy to use and like it's just it's just fun. It's fun to use those programs. The other ones, ah. threads. Yeah. Anyways, um, we also have a coffee. C a K O F I dot com. Uh, it's just an optional tip jar. Just think of it as a tip jar if you feel like it. Uh, it'd be heavily appreciated. It goes right back into the show so we can have some more some more fun things. Some to do. more embibments. Um and yeah, thanks so much for watching. Remember you can yes. do podcast at speedy.net if you have any feedback. Uh any any of our winery or video game friends, you can reach us there too. Can I say the line? Oh, the line. The please like, subscribe, and follow. Is that what it is? Or is like, that... comment, subscribe. There we go. Yeah, like, comment, and subscribe, please. I'm glad I'm not the only one who messed that up. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Ow. Kind of Comment if you want more Nicole content. Um, Taylor Swift, Animal Crossing, The Sims. Oh. And you ruined it with the phone call. <laughs> it's done.